The views, opinions, and conclusions expressed on this program does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this station. There, I said it. Yes, sir. Live from Josiah's house, you're now tuned in to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. You already know what it is. It's your family. DJ Focus checking in. The legendary DJ Ronnie Knight. Oops. On the ones and twos. <laughs> thick it, thick it. You scratching over there for me? Oops. <laughs> hey, before C. What's up, man? You good, sir? <gasps> I'm smooth. Are you enjoying these uh, Deer Park waters we have? I'm trying to figure out why Ronnie got a mic today. Ronnie Ronnie is in the mix with us today. Ronnie got a mic today. He brought out the waters for his friends. The waters yes. for y'all, yes. man. I be clearing my throat on air. <laughs> Cotton mouth for months. You know that. Is that he, Proverbs? Is a uh, closed mouth can't be fed? Oh, no. He didn't go to scripture. Yes, oh, yes, the, oh, the Lord said show yes, the love sir. too, though. Show the love. Man, you can hear me over here. <laughs> Throat itching, bro. Chew <laughs> me. Oh. And, and we got a special name guest. brand water for, for the guests. Yeah, we got a special guest in the building, though. I think that's why the Deer Park Waters came out. Oh, special yeah, guest in the building. Yeah, man. Uh, Cleveland's own, the man, the myth, and the legend, Chris Webb in the building. Man, look, we, we sure appreciate you coming out and kicking it with us today, Chris. It's a blessing to be here. Man, the poet, the artist. You're a director too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think you, I'm going to go. Oh, I, there I we had go. you on mute, Chris. <laughs> Ain't no thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, just I, trying to trying to pull in every little thing I could do to try to get a message out. So, uh, director's on the list now. Director's on the list. Yep. So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Definitely, you know, our mission here at the Fix Radio Show is to expose the culture of hip-hop, R&B, and poetry to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got a hot show today. Y'all know y'all want to keep it locked. Y'all know how we start. Let's get into some music. Uh, I digged in the crate a little bit, uh, A4C. Let's play uh, Andy Minio, uh Who Else, featuring Social Ooh, Club. You tuned in to the Fix. The Fix is in. Friends of the family, yeah. Do it for the friends of the family. Who else? Friends of the family. 
family. Yeah. Do it for the friends of the family. Uh. Well, well. Friends of the family. Do it. You know them, you don't know me, dang. like a men in black alien trying to blend in on earth stop talking yeah 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 i feel like a young fonzarelli racing Khaled on a jet ski yeah yeah only if my wife lets me hey guys she's cool we're good this is for the friends and family yeah yeah they don't know what we've been doing. Wow, planning a family reunion. Everything booming. How about the bus and the yarns? Come to your door like I'm Norman. Put on my life in this music. My God in this music. My heart in this music. What else are we doing? This is that pure. No substitution. I'm not the man. I'm a human. This for the fans of the movement. Woo. Yeah, for the friends and the family who know that we're doing this more than just rapping. We're back on road, about to pull up to our bus, parking in the lot. What's happening? Jordan fours and a pure boost on T with the hoodie on. That's fashion. When you see me on stage, that's passion. For the guy who allows what I'm rapping Y'all soothsayers, we truth tellers We good fellas A band of brothers got the game smothered So we hit the road, switching lanes over This game over, and we ride till he say over Rap game, here's your makeover Still three amigos when the day's over Uh-huh It's very simple, it's a couple days I never do What? You should never go outside without a helmet and you'll never disrespect my friends or my family. You don't know them, you don't know me, man. Never had the time to pervade in any politician Only politicians before the one that's a mission Mission impossible, don't apply to me Lie to me, lottery, what you playing when You decide to throw hands with a god in me You probably don't even like me I'm dark skin so I can't take it lightly I be, I'm grumpy, crumpy Trying to get you to bow to the crumpy Abercrombie ain't even gotta deal with this But you do, making fake moves like voodoo That's just a waste like a tutu See, I've been playing it low-key for a minute I've been repenting the gift I had I thought it had diminished I was a bad tenant Now you got to leave cause you've been written The space in my front too low This is greatness you're about to know It's a bad time To get you off my mind I know you had spent time But I'm taking what's mine Is it a bad time Man, I'd have had enough of all the fake friends and fake wins and fake gestures yeah. Fake bodies and fake thotties, fake textures yeah. Fake broccoli, fake cocky from fake jesters And fake goddies with fake homies and fake pressure uh, 
this rap thing's not a pick that I saw It's not some whip with some bars I be splitting my heart Knowing it may be in the wee time It get me a spark And get you bammers off your behind And get me the chop for real Man, I ain't really trying Fraternize, analyze, strategize Agonize, canonize, or glamorize Nothing about this pattern I fantasized about Look to add an eye for clout And probably sanitize the mouth, dog. You probably hoping for a bar you could go to To have your head standing on the edge like Goku But I figured, nah, come and get this soul food And get a slight picture of this ish I go through God To the 
what's good? It's your brother Zadok, the God Hop MC. Hashtag Just the Vessel Nobody Special Weapon at HOG MOB Ministry. And you tuned into the Fix Radio, man. Faith Infused Hip Hop with that R&B and poetry. Keep it locked, because the fix is in, you heard? Yes, sir. You tuned back into the fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off that music set. We started it off with a throwback from Andy Mineo. Who else? Featuring Social Club. Um, Andy uh, is actually on, uh, about to be on tour with uh, everybody with the Unashamed tour. A before C. I know you're looking forward to the, the Unashamed tour. Come on. We, we talked about this. I, I think it's going to be a, a dope tour, man. Why do you say we talked about it as if that that, that means that because, I'm supposed to be with it? Because I need you to get on board. Look, pay attention, Chris. I need you to get on board. I'm, I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool on you don't, that tour. What, 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 you don't think it's going to be good? I'm cool on that tour. <sighs> this is the first time in like almost six or seven years they all have went on tour together. Mm. You got Trip. You got KB. You got Andy. You got Lecrae. Come on. This got to be a out dope of, concert. Out of, out of those artists, who's good? Trip. Trip. KB. Andy's good, too, man. Why are you always dogging Andy? Andy's, Andy's now, good. Now, we have He's white, about, though. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Yo, why were you signing for KB? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you don't rock KB's with KB? that great. Uh, like, to, to, me, to me, KB sounds like every other artist that's out. Like, he's trying to make that sound. And mm. he's, he's producing it. With different content, mm-hmm. and the suggestion is because he does that, like it's good. Nah, yeah. KB fire, man. Sound just like everybody else, bro. KB fire. Man. I can Move understand around. that argument. Yeah, but man, that's yo, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> man, like I'm, I'm cool on that tour. You cool on I, that tour? I, I hope it's successful. Yeah. I, I hope they get a bunch of views there. A bunch of people like you're, you're adamant about the music. I am. I, I, I hope I am. that they get that support. Yes. I'm not gonna. They didn't come to Cleveland you, though. I'm a little upset here, they ain't come to true, Cleveland. True story. True story. If you buy the ticket. I might go. I'm not spending my money on that ticket. Oh, so you want me to sow the seed, huh? I don't want you to buy the ticket. Okay. Let's be clear. I don't want you okay. to spend the money. Okay. Like, I'm telling you, if you did, uh-huh. I would feel obligated to go because you spent the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand you, man. <laughs> but make no mistakes. I'm not anxious or excited about that tour. Well, I am. Yeah, I am. But they did, they're, they're not coming through Cleveland, Ohio. I tried. I reached out to them. They're not coming through. They're coming to Cincinnati. Dang. I don't think I don't think I'm going to make that ride. Nah, if they man. were going oh, to Columbus, man. I probably would have made the ride. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, Tune into the fix. Leave the source. <laughs> we also played that new uh, CJ King, Man Mind 4, featuring Jerry Saunders, and also Glow, uh, Glow that name. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's get into it, man. We are blessed to have... The man in the building with us, Chris Webb, man, artist, poet, director. Let's let's start off, man. Uh, we ask everybody, give us like a, a little short abbreviation, like a faith story. How did you first get introduced to Christ and get into everything you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, I grew up like on St. Clair, uh, went to Collinwood High School. Uh, well, from middle school and high school, but in the tenth grade, I transferred over to the Cleveland School of the Arts. And um, uh, when I transferred over there, um, it was the example. I was fifteen at the time it was the example of a 14 year old that like completely just like changed my idea of what faith was because i was a church kid like you know this old video of me like with a full-on afro doing the easter play you know <laughs> horrible stuff you know but it didn't mean nothing to me you know uh, uh, uh and because i went to church on sunday and did the whole shebang i was like okay i'm christian i'm cool i'm going to heaven it's all good i sing in the choir i'm, I'm all right you know um um but actually seeing somebody walk it and live it differently like it, it, it shifted my mind because um you know um they were like yo i'm christian i'm like i'm christian too 
but I'm over here trying to smoke. <laughs> and he was like, but I'm not. And, you know, I and I couldn't reconcile what that different uh, what that difference was. And, you know, it was literally somebody one year younger than me modeling that out uh, mm. that, uh, you know, kind of led me to a deeper examination of who Christ was, what this faith was. And like, you know, from that point, like it was like Jesus just lit my heart aflame and um, everything changed from that point. So you pretty much started like building that authentic relationship, if you would put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was good. Um, so how did you get into uh, the poetry, the spoken word piece? How, how did yeah. you get in, involved in that? Uh, back in Collinwood was seventh grade. It was, it, it, man, very uneventful. It was just our poetry chapter in Collinwood. And like this was back before Deaf Poetry Jam or like anything that made poems cool. So like when our old teacher was like yo we're gonna do poetry all the dudes was like throwing papers and books like your poetry soft i'm not doing it and i was right along with him saying it but when i wrote it it just came together in a way that like i knew wasn't me there was no like you know real introduction to christ yet so i was just like yo i'm really good at this now i write poems for girls about my community about the hood like all of this stuff and it wasn't until like um i went over to the school of the arts and um you know started like you know building a relationship with christ that i realized like yo this poem these poems could just be a tool to tell others about Jesus. And from that point, I started writing, like, you know, like christian based poetry at that time i thought like i was the only one doing it uh uh, me and like my circle of friends and my crew and whatnot but over time was able to link with others who did it and you know now it's like part of the main thing of what i do now Mm -hmm. so how did you uh first get uh because i first noticed you on the uh when they were doing the passion for christ movement uh videos how did you get introduced into that was that like a uh audition you went or somebody introduced you to it so uh i went to school out in cali and uh passion for christ movement was a church back in those days okay um and that church had a poetry like poetry night um 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 so i was like one of my friends in the college actually went to the church and he kept on saying like yo they do poems in my church you got to come down i'm like yeah man whatever whatever but um uh, i heard about it um and it finally said like yo let me just try to make it down one day so i come down and that same night was uh, uh, the same night that um, Ezekiel Zanwu, one of the guys I'm on tour with, Preston Perry, a guy I'm on tour with, Jackie Hill Perry, a woman who I'm on tour with, me, and um, um, dang, who else? Uh, a whole bunch of us met uh, on one night in 2010. Um, and like two of those people are married now. A lot of us are on tour now. Uh, but we just met did poems and they put the poems online and a lot of those joints went viral so a lot of the pieces that people have seen just came from a random poetry night in a warehouse Mm -hmm. in los angeles Mm -hmm. and then from that point it started growing and growing and then like it became an actual thing um um and now like um uh, p4cm uh for the past what couple years it was the largest like spoken word event in the world so yeah, it's pretty crazy how it happened. Yeah, yeah. I remember the t-shirts. What happened to the t-shirts? I remember they had the, the yeah. X-Weed, uh-huh. X, yeah. X-This. Are, are they ever going to bring those t-shirts back? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Yeah, uh, P4, you know how, like, the culture is, man. Like, there's, like, these massive waves of things that, like, you know, this is the era of crazy t-shirts, you know, and uh-huh. now it's the era of poetry, and pretty soon it's going to be the era of something else. Um, Like, the uh, uh that era that time was like electric man i remember being out in la going to like p4cm events or like you know random concerts and stuff and it would just feel like yo we about to take the world for jesus with our t-shirts you know um um and then you know like uh, 
things switch, you know, uh, maturity happens, people get discipled, cats move, like, you know, um, uh, P4 has, like, gone through a lot of different changes over the years, and, um, uh, you know, the whole t-shirt swag was one of the changes that happened, but, you know, it's still going strong, rhetoric's still gonna happen, what, um, um, in this, July? Yeah, in July or August. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, it's still, man, a wonderful ministry that we all, like, come through and support, so. So can you talk a little bit about the, the marriage between your, your poetry and your artistic side um, and your faith, right? So yeah. you talked about the story of, of how you got to that point. How, how does the process of marrying those two together work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, ooh, let me see. Okay, so I don't want to make it too long, but um, I went to a, a, a college called the California Institute of the Arts, and there, like, they teach us, like, man, I remember I was, uh, I came straight from St. Clair. Um, that summer, my family had, uh, uh, we had a bed bug infestation, and my family had either enough money to pay for the bed bugs or give me a plane ticket out to Cali. Wow. So they sent me out to Cali, and, uh, like, super broken. A lot of crazy things happened, like, on St. Clair. Like, a lot of people that I knew, like, died that, uh, that summer, and like soon as I got there, but my classmates was all um, rich. <laughs> the sons and daughters mm-hmm. are like actors and actresses. They were driving Beamers, going to Cheesecake Factory, and I was still in my roommate's ramen noodle packets. <laughs> I'm going on a tangent. That's not what you asked. Take, take the tangent, bro. Yeah, take yeah, yeah. Tangent. I'm gonna take the paint the story. Road. Paint the story. <laughs> but needless to say, what they do is they train you at the California Institute of the Arts to be like an all-around artist. To like, you know, if you doing a play. Um, um, They'll put you on a harness and make you do, like, you know, Hamlet while hanging from the ceiling. Like, it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy school. And they make, like, you know, they uh, pride themselves on, like, making your mind expand in crazy ways. So, um, uh, I was doing my first play there uh, at CalArts. And, like, one thing that, like, they love the arts. They love expression. One thing that they could... They hate, and I can say this on record, they hate Jesus, yo. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The most, like... Christ, well, religion, but Christ-hating uh, school, like one of the most uh, crazy ones out there. So, um, needless wow. to say, um, um, it was it, it was a crazy like time of I don't know, just figuring out what it was that I believed because at every corner there was opposition. So I was doing a play um, uh, and uh, it was my first play at CalArts and I was like, yo, this is the industry. I just got to get used to uh, separating my faith from my art, you know? Mm -hmm. And what that meant was like, yo, this play had me cussing. I had to like smoke and and, in one scene, it wasn't real, but I still had to light it and inhale and do all of this. And like, you know, I played like, you know, one of the worst crazy characters ever, you know? And I was like, and you know, I was doing good at it. I was doing okay. Um, um, but through it, like I just felt like such a heavy, heavy conviction and just like a burden. And I'm like, man, yo, I know some actors who are like, you know, in the faith, and they say like, yo, this is a job. Like people could just go and uh, and you know work, and then they'll come back, and then they have their real world. But I couldn't separate that. You know, I started asking God like, yo, what are my gifts for? You know, and I just heard God say like, almost clear as day, like, take a step back. You asking the wrong question. Don't ask what your gifts are for. Ask what your life is for. And and then once I asked that question, like he just brought me back to the Great Commission. And um, then I just realized like, yo, I'm learning all of this crazy stuff to expand my mind. Why don't I apply that to the same stuff that I've always been doing? And that's just art, like 
completely married to my faith but like let me try to explain it in all of the wild ways that this school would want me to explain it so i almost became like uh an enemy of my school using the training that they gave me so yeah it was pretty cool so in that process though did you find yourself like um trying to like um, speak more about your faith to some of the non-believers or some of the mm-hmm. people on there that you know didn't believe in religion like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I was terrified at first because like the only thing that like I knew were, were, I, were there like a not were there a lot of blacks there or were you like the only oh black? no that's the other thing I was the only black male actor like in my <sighs> whole grade yeah wow. so in addition to like um um you know faith shock shock it was culture shock they didn't get my jokes I didn't get theirs they, we didn't <laughs> listen to the same music so I would just go to class and then just go out to the dorms they parties was so trash and like it was it was crazy um so needless to say like uh, uh i was different in all ways i was like one of, i was the poorest one there definitely um uh, because like you know the school was mad expensive and i was on like crazy scholarships to be there um i was the only black one and i was the only one that at least out loud said that i believed in jesus but before that i didn't say it i was terrified um uh because like you know i didn't i didn't know any opposition to the faith until I got there. Like, you know, the people who I would talk to at, in, like, high school in that era at least would be like, yeah, man, I, I know about it, but, like, hey, at some point maybe I'll read more into it. It was the first time that I heard people say, like, Jesus is fake, this is why. Or religion is detrimental, this is why. And I never heard them facts before, you know? Um, um, this was prior to me being discipled and stuff, so it, it really threw me for a loop and I was quiet. It wasn't until like midway in our first semester that um, one of my uh, friend's roommate like OD'd because uh, it was a crazy drug heavy school and uh, she actually walked in on that person like, you know, just like foaming at the mouth going like, you know, near death. So they brought all the kids together in a circle and I'm like, finally we finna pray you know but they said like you know does anyone want to say anything and then they went around the circle and it's like i'm just sending light and positive vibes i just feel that the universe has and i'm just sitting there getting pissed like yo i got like the answer is there but like they don't know so like i finally just said like i just gotta let y'all know something man like i'm a believer in jesus i know that don't fly here but like i feel like if anybody wants to talk or like have any questions about this like please come to me i'm open for a conversation and whatnot so um that was me like you know stating my claim and then from then the questions would come you know um the questions about you know the church and homosexuality and this was before like it became like a crazy hot button question here in uh in popular culture uh, uh or just anything um uh and like it, it really became a time to strengthen my faith and learn why i believe what i believe so can you talk a little bit about about how the like how that trained you for for the work that you're doing now? Mm, right. And yeah. So in a real way, um, you're you're roaming the earth sort of mm-hmm. right. Um, proclaiming the gospel. And I'm, I'm sure that there are people who challenge you. Yeah. Um, while, while you're while you're doing your thing. Can you talk about how that experience uh, translates to, to what you're doing now? Definitely. Um, I think that one thing that I um um. One thing that it gave me was just a massive, like, um, a massive realm of compassion for people with opposing beliefs. Um, I, um, like, 
prior to that, I think without those experiences, I would like, you know, definitely love the knowledge, love the information, but I would present it in a way like, yo, you are the scum of the earth and you have no idea what you're talking mm -hmm. about. And I'm finna just blow down on you and kill you, you know, but, um, um, actually like spending years in you know my college with people who like you know live completely different lifestyles and actually grown to like love those people and like you know hear their hurts see their wounds see their like you know uh uh, uh the flaws and also the things that like are beautiful about them uh uh it it, it gave me just a, a way to like a way to approach these very difficult conversations knowing that i'm not looking at somebody with a list of points in my head to be like i'm gonna kill you you know mm -hmm. um so um so yeah i i think it gave me like a greater love for um you know for the lost um and you know um hopefully increase my capacity to really be patient in these conversations and to be able to sit with folks like now nothing can scare me you know like um uh that i could tell you some things about the school that was wild but like there was nothing like no belief system no practice no lifestyle that could make me be like oh that's icky i don't know how to approach because i've seen almost i've seen it all so yeah Speak a little bit about where you get your inspiration to even write your poems. How how does that work? Like, are there life experiences? Are are you know how do you uh, put your art form out there? Yeah, um, I mean anything from uh, songs like a lyric in a song could spark a whole poem uh, or life experience. Really, like it's it's a very random and chaotic process. When I first started writing, like there would be like RTA bus passes would just like, you know, you read them and turn them and then flip them over. And it's just all these different uh, words that like, you know, are like a jigsaw puzzle. And then it went to napkins and like, you know, random sheets of paper. Thank mm. God for notes on iPhones. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it could be, it could be anything. And the good thing is that like, I'm always writing like, you know, um, probably only five percent of what i write has actually been like released out publicly but there's always really? yeah 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 what are we holding it for uh, i'm a one i'm a perfectionist too like man i really don't um um it takes a lot to really go out because like because like i don't i'm introverted in real life <laughs> okay. so when i'm screaming on stage like you know that's that that's a lot of expinging stuff um 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 and and a lot of it i just don't feel like uh, i i'm like i get nervous about the audience reaction and stuff mm -hmm. like that so yeah 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 it's a lot of factors but i'm always writing and stuff always come from every i probably write something like on the uh, on the car on the way back home from here <laughs> you're tuned into the fix your source of faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry we got chris webb in the building y'all we talking a lot of good stuff so keep it locked let's get into uh new young c man featuring uh the homie uh jerry saunders god's image you're tuned into the fix the fix is in made in the image of you made in the image of you made in the image of you I know I was made in the image of you. One twenty-seven thing. Uh. Hold up, let me meditate. Uh. Hold up, get a second take. Uh. Tell me who are you to say that I wasn't made in His image? Knew the way that He started me and my finish. Uh huh. So I don't look how they 
look ain't my business I don't need no social security number, he's my identity And everything that he stored within me Even when insecurities try to tip me Trying to make me believe there's something wrong with me He made a permanent purchase, he didn't rent me With God's love, I'm full, never on empty No wonder the enemy trying to trip me up But like I'm calling an Uber, guys that'll pick me up And when I'm reading this word, that's when he lifts me up Like the Psalms 141.8, fix my eyes on you Isaiah 26.3, my mind is on you uh. And you'll keep me in perfect peace Then waste your time on me, now my time's on you yeah. Not only my outside, but my inside too You gave me the confidence for the things I do You help me rest and you in the work you finish This what it sounds like to be made in God's image Image, 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 image I know I was made in the image of you Stay. 
God told us no, we said, ah, oh, yeah. Rose gold dreams in LA. in LA. Came up broke, now we are here. You can't come where I stay. Yeah, told us no, we said, ah, oh, yeah. Need an umbrella, I'm a saucy fella. Anything you're doing, I can do it better. I said, anything you're doing, I can do it better. Now I don't need a beat, I do it a cappella. Don't ever play, don't ever play. I've been by my business since the second grade. I just talk to God when I meditate. I haven't been home, but I'm on my way. Most gold dreams in LA. Came up broke, now we are here. Yeah. You can't come where I stay. Told us no, we said, oh, yeah. Girls that come from broken homes out here I know you felt like you stood out your whole life out here Like something about who you were just wanting right out here And you had did some stupid stuff just to be liked out here But I want you to know that it's a greater fight out here You don't have to go after every girl Change up your walk and your voice to fit in the ghetto more Be everything a hood dude was taught to be in the world Cause most of that is just stereotype you can't ignore I know that your confidence was shot at an early age I know that people feel you dope but you don't feel the same I know deep down you care about some things they think and say But that's the poison in your stomach keeping you a slave Things I wish I would've known Yeah 
Know that jealousy throws you off balance You don't have to compete if other people have talents Don't be mad at the noise they making if you got silence Because they lean as natural lanes will still extend kindness Know that you ain't being set up to go out there and fail Know that your mind is a place of peace or the biggest jail Know that your voice is important and you should show and tell But not important is Jesus scooping your soul from hell Know you're light and your city's dark and it's black too Know there's a young version of you that's looking at you Know that they judge your east side and think that we bad booms. Don't let it stick to your skin. They words ain't a tattoo. Don't fall into the pitfalls of a black man. Blowing money in the club and throwing a rack in. DMing girls who income is off of a lap dance. They lied and got us thinking that success is that, man. Know that your people starving. Know that your hood is heartless. And don't get so discouraged. The work is only started. Know that you got a purpose. Stop feeling like you're worthless. And you can make a change. I know your heart is nervous. Know that mistakes is what a human does to learn a lesson. Know that the lessons from mistakes come with a hidden blessing Know you will be a better man if you quit second guessing Know it's two options, keep going and just keep stressing Things I wish I would've known Yeah It's a It's a modern day Negro spiritual Still got so much more to say Hey, this is your man Rico Suave from the Fix Radio Show, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, where we discuss trending topics and different theological perspectives. Are you an artist, poet, church, or small business looking to advertise? Well, reach out to us at thefixradioshow at gmail.com. That's D-A-F-I-X-X, radioshow at gmail.com. Or call us at 440-744-5573 for promo rates, deals, and packages. The Fix is in. Yes, sir. Tune back into the fix. Like Your source of faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. Oh yeah. We just came off a music break, and, and, and we about to get into a great Who conversation. We, we played uh, Young C, Young God's C, Image. Right. God. We played What Up RG. What Up RG. Rose Gold. I like, I like What Up RG. And we actually just played a track from our guest. Who was that? Chris Webb. Who is Chris Webb? <laughs> Things <laughs> I wish I would have known. I'm trying to figure that out myself, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah, that's a journey to figure that out. So before Ooh. we get into this conversation about the MCs and stuff, talk, break your song down. We just played uh, Things I Wish I Would Have Known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's Black History Month now. I do that song like uh, in every school that I go to, in every youth center and whatnot, because like when I was younger, uh, say like you know high school age or whatever, uh, even though like I was just like beginning my relationship with Christ. There was so many different things that like I just did not know or misconceptions that I had in my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like um, if I would have known those things, it would have helped me like, you know, so much more with insecurities, with, uh, you know, my identity as a black male, with manhood, with uh, the faith, with women, <laughs> everything. So mm-hmm. basically that song is like it's mad simple, but I love doing it because like, you know, it's like a letter to my younger self detailing all of the things that like I've struggled with over the years and that I continue to struggle with. So, um, I love doing it and it's one of my, uh, it's one of my favorite little, just, you know, vibe out joints. Okay. So yeah, we were talking a little bit off air, um, about if we could put together the, uh, the ultimate concert. Um, <laughs> and we had 
Chris put it out there, five MCs or five artists. It didn't have to be MCs. Uh, who you will want to be and who why. So let's let's hear your No no no. You go first. You want me to go first? You go first. So um if I could put together the the, the dopest concert for me, uh my five will probably be Tupac, J. Cole, Dre Murray, whew, Rakim. And I gotta put one more faith infused artist on there. It, it you don't be, have to. You no, have I, to. I am. So I'm, I'm choosing to do that. It would probably will be wait, 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 wait. This is my concert. Don't wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't shame my concert. concert. Wait, wait, this wait. is my joy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> don't take my party don't, away. Don't, don't, don't like, huh? don't like burden the integrity mm-hmm. of your five mm-hmm. because, by, you have to. because you have to put <laughs> this type of artist in. I feel like I want Toby. If you if you if you think Toby is at that tier, mm-hmm. that's different. But don't like don't jeopardize the integrity of your five because you're trying to fit somebody in where they, they might not be at. And I agree with you, but this is the five that I would like to question. See. Okay, on the heels of that question, is there a Christian hip hop artist that you think is legendary? Legendary? It hasn't been it hasn't been around long enough. Not good, not good Christian hip hop artists. Is there been. a Christian? <sighs> and cat- you and, and now you talk about catalogs. Good? No, I'm asking: Is there a Christian <sighs> hip hop artist that's legendary? Legendary? I mean, yeah, it's some some decent ones, but legendary <sighs> because what we're talking about right now <sighs> is a collection of five legendary artists. Yeah. We are all time. Hi. And so you you <sighs> making the decision to throw somebody in there to me is saying. You're you're putting that person in legendary company. I am, and I think I, so. To be fair, those would be artists that I I do respect their craft. I think they are dope MCs, mm-hmm. and I would like to. So they would that would be my concert. So that I, to me, I get everything I want in that concert. Everything I enjoy out of music mm. in that concert. So this is my you know that that's what I say. That's that's why that would be my five. Okay, but do I think a Christian hip hop MC is legendary yet? No. So I'm not even gonna fake the funk on that. No. Okay. Not yet. I think we need to talk about this um, in about another decade. Mm. About another decade. You you think we'll have one in, in that time? Absolutely. Right? I mean, look 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 where we have come from from tunnel rats cross movement to where we are now. Come on, man, Toby Mac, like it's it's man, stop. We got some I we got mean, some work it, around here, B. Sounds good. Uh, I, I, I've said this before. Good. This is my dude too. Man. I'm gonna say it again. I promise you, this is my brother. Christian don't don't ever think this ain't my Christian dude. Hip hop is not innovative. At times, I agree with you, but at times I, I don't. Christian hip hop, no stop, is not innovative. Stop. And the people you just talked about, people, Toby wait, 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 and, and wait. Aha, were very innovative. Here, here, here lies the problem. They're not Christian hip hop. No more. They started off. They're, Toby. Toby started off Aha, as Christian hip hop. Not Christian hip hop. They started off that way. Don't give me that started out. That's like, the truth, bro. Like, where you gonna judge a man by what he tells you he is, or what you want him to be? Well. It ain't just me. So you figure they're on all of Christian hip hop sites from Rapzilla to Jam the Hype to and all the wrong. Oh, well, I don't, don't, know. don't get me started about like the, the, the hypocrisy of Christians. <laughs> you want to go there? To t- I'm, <laughs> I said, don't Hello, get me started. Context, we, in got, what we got a guess why you're doing this. No, this is mad <laughs> interesting. Yeah. No, I got a couple opinions on that, too. Yeah. So, so I think that in a real way, like Christians, when it comes to music, are very hypocritical, right? Because we we brag and boast about how great our artists are when like in a real way like we tell them that they need to be innovative. We tell them they need to be doing different things, but then applaud them for doing the same thing that other artists is doing. Like yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a hypocrite. Yeah. Like you can't in one breath tell somebody 
hey, you you should be doing something different. And I don't buy because this came up before. I don't buy the idea that the innovation is in, in them talking about Jesus because there have been artists for years that have talked about Jesus. Artists for years that have talked about Jesus. One of the artists that I'm throwing in my top five now, Big Crit. Oh, wow. You put Big Crit in your top five? I put Big Crit in my top five. If we're talking about, if we're talking about. Crit uh, dope, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If we're we're talking about, if we're talking about a concert, we're talking about a concert that like is going to have all of the elements that I want. Yeah. Crit is that guy. Okay, that's fair. Crit, Crit to me, it embodies what um, a Christian does when they have an opportunity to uh, speak about their entirety. And not just about about Jesus. I don't think his presentation is always the best, though. I, I don't know if you sat with him enough to say that. I have. I haven't heard enough. Oh yeah, I have. Have you seen him live? No, of course I'm not Probably. gonna go to a live concert. You know somebody else that's that's getting overlooked? Who? Chance. No, Chance ain't. Oh, no, Chance is. No, I'm saying like in this top five conversation, oh. Chance oh, ain't even came up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think he would. Yeah, I don't think he would. He's definitely dope. I ain't yeah. mad at you. Yeah. No, yeah, he's fire. He's fire. One of my favorites, but not one of my top five all who, time. Who, so. who you got? I think that, man. Yo. All right. <laughs> you going to so, ask the question and then not have an answer. <laughs> That's so, not right, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to preface this by saying I want to use this more as a science experiment than more of what, like, <laughs> anything else. I love that. I so, love that. Yeah. Let's so, go. So I'm saying uh, probably, um, probably, uh, probably Pac. One no 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 wait 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 no 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 sorry uh uh Kendrick Beethoven mm. Mm. Amy Winehouse Amy Winehouse yeah science experiment think of all those elements that's vinegar baking soda and like something else like I want to see I want to see violence I want to see chaos you know um who else I like the tortured musicians <laughs> like you know I like I, I like those ones with like you know pain like on their shoulders um oh my gosh I need somebody from like you know from like team spirit motown era? no no not, yeah i was I, thinking motown i kind of think you like motown yeah, era yeah yeah when you yeah, talk yeah. about pain and yeah everything. yeah yeah exactly oh, man who had pain i don't know bill all, withers. all of them oh bill withers yeah 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 probably bill guy. withers actually it's yeah my Marvin Gaye too. yeah 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 bill, bill withers had another level bill withers was a writer He's super man. super underrated yeah too, man. yeah yeah his lyricism was on super point, underrated man. grandma's hands lovely day like lean on me like yeah. yeah he was crazy um but um uh yeah yeah yeah. so i only got what is that four three actually three uh uh, uh well, who, wait had, did you put bill you put bill in there yeah bill's in there so that's, so four. that's four that's four, yeah, that's four. Well, um shoot i need uh, uh a female singer um uh, uh um Dang, I'm 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 ruining the time. I'm just gonna get some neo soul person. <laughs> any neo soul person. To any neo soul. Yeah, person. anybody neo soul. So yeah, that's 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 my experiment, and I'll mm. see what happens. Who you got a before C? Who I got? Who I got? All right, we got five. So Prince is in there for me. Sade is in there. Um, Sade fire too, man. Sade is fire. Yeah, she fire. Um, and I I think I think Prince and Sade for me um, exemplify. Um, the idea of being an artist without the industry, mm-hmm. which is important for me because it, it, it afforded them the, the chance to say things and do things that other artists couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so Prince is in there. Um, Sade is in there. Slick Rick is in there. Mm-hmm. Greatest storyteller of all time. Mm-hmm. 
greatest storyteller of all time. Slick Rick, greatest storyteller of all time. It's a good argument. I don't know if it's all time. Greatest storyteller of all time. <laughs> I think Pac was myself personally. I I I, I absolutely disagree. One thousand percent. I've said I I just said this off air. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not afraid to say yep, it. Biggie go. and Pac. Don't get that on camera. No, get it get it on camera. <laughs> Don't get that Biggie on and Pac. Biggie and Pac are probably two of the most overrated artists in my opinion. I'll get I'll I'll explain to you why too, right? So uh, hip hop is a uh, is a genre of nostalgia, right? That's and fair. so yeah. what you what you have with Biggie and Pac is um, they were the the biggest artists when hip hop was on its skyrocket. Yep. Right? And so what they meant to hip hop is almost like Beyonce when it comes to black women, right? I don't argue with black women about Beyonce because what Beyonce means to black women supersedes what I think about her talent, skill, any of that stuff. Same thing with Biggie and Pac. What they meant to black culture and to young black culture during that time supersedes anybody who really thinks about what they're saying. Because Biggie says some really suspect things. And nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> and still don't. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that Biggie would go from talking about laying up with a woman to broomsticking a dude in the same bar. And it would be dudes in the streets like, yo, Biggie got that broomstick bar. Like, nah, miss me with that, Big. <laughs> Keep that, dog. I'm good. Pac, Pac to me is the, the greatest example of like a hip-hop conundrum. Because you can't, you can't sell me on Brenda has a, ba- has a baby and I get around at the same time. You can't do it. Not me. I want my artist to be believable. That's what I want. I don't believe that. I think he was both. That's a problem then. No, I think I think that Pac was uh and he always he prided himself by always going when he, whenever he went to any city, he always said he wanted to go into the urban community or the ghetto or the projects. We're not we're not talking about their we're not well, talking I'm about ta- their work outside of music. Well, I'm talking about so what I'm saying is I think he always painted a picture of what he because, came from. Because if we're going there then then Snoop is in minds. I don't argue with that. Go ahead. Because Snoop Snoop has been the most culturally influential artist over the last 20 years. And I would argue that Pac had a big influence on him too, though. I mean, you can argue that Pac influenced him. You can't argue if Snoop has been that for, for generations. I, I agree. Literally, we know what the gospel album. He literally has album. done an album yeah. in seven genres. Seven? What's yeah, go ahead? Then he did an R and B joint. Yes. He did a rap, right? He did a Christian, right? He did a Rastafari. I know he did a he Rastafari. He did a reggae, which are different. I didn't know he did a reggae. Okay, yeah, yeah. he did a reggae, Snoop and it was Lion. one more. Uh, I can't, I can't remember. Okay. But Snoop, beyond beyond that, Snoop beyond Lion. that, yeah. like Snoop, Snoop in a real way introduced gang culture to America in a way that it had never been done before. You think so? Absolutely. I think Ice T did a better job uh, on that. Absolutely. I wasn't cute before Snoop. They. I think Ice T was before both of them. Again, yeah. this isn't to say that other artists didn't do it. Mm. What I'm saying is, if you where think people can about, relate to it, yeah, if you're thinking about who presented it to the broadest audience, mm-hmm. it was Snoop. Mm-hmm. It was Snoop. I did, and I, part of it, part of it was because unlike other artists, Snoop wore that flag wherever he was at. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to remember some of these artists would put their flags down when they was traveling, or put their flags down when they was doing certain music. Yeah. That wasn't Snoop. 
Snoop held that flag regardless of where he was at mm-hmm. to the point that he was on a label with Bloods. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, and Shield repped his. Shield had a big part of that too as you know well. He did bring right, them together. Right. The other, yeah. the other thing, the other thing that that Snoop did that people don't give him credit for, Snoop introduced and uh, and implemented the idea of marijuana being being socially acceptable. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. Who did? Mm. Who did? Several artists before Snoop. Again, yeah. you're not. You're. You are talking about artists who do, who did it. I'm talking about did it at that level. I'm not saying that Snoop was the only person to do it. Yeah. I'm saying that Snoop did it at a different level than other artists did. I agree, but I I, w- I would argue the Funkadelics. I think I think um well like Bootsy and them. I think they introduced it back then, and it was very much acceptable because everybody know when you put on one of their albums again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you understand I that, think it's that generational. Snoop, Snoop yeah. has Snoop has his own strain. He do look generational. Like, look, I like, think it's generational. I think like, Snoop has done Snoop, a lot for hip hop. I, I, yeah. I do. Snoop is one of the few artists that has been able to translate into different generations. Yes. Yeah. Very few artists have been able to do that. We I brought this up too. Name me a eighties or nineties hip hop artist that could survive in in hip hop this day. Pac would definitely still be thriving. Disagree. Uh, stop it, man. Disagree. Pac put out almost a hundred tracks in seven Pac, months. What about Pac? Snoop Dogg? Pac. What about Snoop? <laughs> Stop it. Snoop is still thriving. Still, none, yeah. none of these, none of these artists. Are you talking about to the younger generation? Yeah, I'm saying none of these artists have have shown, and I'm not saying that they they never would be able to. I'm going based off what they've shown me. None mm. of these artists have shown me that they are capable of producing music at the rate and quality that these artists are. Right? We talked about this before. Pac there was a time. Weird. There was a time where you could take one freestyle. You could shop that freestyle around the country, and that was it. Facts. This video of the game Bruh. doing the same freestyle Bruh. over seven years. You bring you bring the same freestyle to two radio stations, your career is over yeah, with over. now. It's over. Like, yeah. but it's I, dead, I think that a lot of these arguments are generational, though, because like we don't know how these current artists would survive back in back the 90s in. and the 80s. Like, it, it, it's, it's just the different level that you have to work in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that it's kind of unfair to say that they won't survive. Uh, they won't survive with the models that they had back then, you know. But a lot of these beat makers won't be making beats um, uh, like they are right now uh, with the model that they had back then. Well, I, I don't know if I agree with that because I, I think that the creation of sound is 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 uh, inherently a unique process. Yeah. So like, even back then, right? The creativity that they would would have had. Still would have existed there, like they would. They may. They may not have been appreciated, but they would have been able to do it. So take that same argument and put it on your '80s and '90s rappers. The same creativity that they had back then, I'm not, I'm and the same arguing, lyricism. I'm not arguing if they if they would be able to produce solid music. I absolutely believe they would have been able to produce good music. What I'm saying is, we live in an era now where you got people putting out three albums in one year, plus two mixtapes and fifty freestyles. Plus thirty-seven uh, uh, features. So why would Pac not be able to uh, survive now? Pac ain't doing that. Man, Pac did that in six yeah, months. He was doing Pac it. He just didn't have the internet to push it yeah, like they do. Yeah, Pac, Pac was doing it. Listen, they just found some more unreleased Pac music. Listen, man. first of all, and I've, I've said Pac is probably the only person that might be able to do it. Still, don't believe he would be able to do it to like a high level. Because, like, again, we be gassing Pac. Like everything that he did was amazing. Pac has has put together some. Some real like no. average music. Nothing while he was alive. We, Everything bro, while he was alive. First of all, was alive. everything he made 
was when he was alive because he made it. Well, so I'm, like, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so, no. Don't, don't hit me with been, when he was there alive. There have been albums right? and projects after he's died Posture that, they, that they, they keep releasing. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, I'm not that's talking true. about the Lost Files. I'm talking about right when Pac was literally alive. Come on, man. I'm, I, I'm I, Tupac list now. Man. Strictly for my, my, yeah, my peoples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not quite. All <laughs> yeah. eyes on me. Come on. Okay. The first double disc. Okay. Every song was like fire. Again, I'm not suggesting that these artists weren't popular okay. during their time. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is that if you put if you put Pac up against artists right now, he don't thrive. Okay. You got your opinion, bro. If if nothing else, and I like again, I'll give I'll give Pac because Pac recorded a crap load of music. But Biggie? Man, you got they they in they in somebody's in the studio right now trying to piecemeal a biggie verse together from like random interviews, just trying to make a verse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like So what artists now would you put Pac up against that will make him not thrive? That will make him not thrive? Yeah. Um I don't I don't see Pac sitting. I don't see Pac being able to to hold his own against Cole. Cole's influenced by Pac and you know it. I I don't understand what that has to do with the argument. Come on, man. Like to, yes, like yes, he it's was influ- all- yes, he was influenced by Pac. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he can't eclipse him. Uh, all right, man. We agree to disagree. And that's that. a level of output, is that? That's that's a level of output, that's a level of artistry, that's that's a level of production value, all of it. Like and people mm-hmm. people like let's let's if we're if we're gonna go there, like cause Cole produces, mixes, and masters he does. and records. All of his music, uh, he, he R. Kelly. There, there is ah. not <laughs> a hip hop artist <laughs> from the '90s that oh, I can shit. think of that wore all those hats yeah. and still put out platinum-selling albums Mm-mm. with no features. Because Dre didn't do it by himself on the with chronic. no the features. The only one I was about to say would be Dr. Dre on the chronic, but he didn't do it by himself. Yeah. He had Ghost Riders and, and that's what I'm saying. Like Cole's right, and he's yeah. doing it all. Yeah, but you had a different level of technology. You had a different level of availability to yeah. mm-hmm. things. You had, there, like there's so many different factors that just I feel make the argument invalid in my case. But we're, we're we're like I'm not arguing about anything other than like the the idea of artistry, and maybe you could say like artistry has changed. So like people changed with the times. Like I can accept that, but like it's. Like what? What some even even artists that I don't really care for. So mm-hmm. Future, right? I'm not a Future fan, mm-hmm. right? But I cannot deny that that man works. Yep. Yeah. Like I can't deny he got his own that. Sound too. I can't deny that that man works, and he created a sound. He did. That that we have a bunch of people trying oh to siphon yeah, off. He's of. the father of a generation. In you some know what case. I mean? He is. Yeah. Like I was thinking about this the other day, but Wiz Khalifa and Currency. Like those are two hip hop artists that will not get the respect they deserve mm. until they pass. You think? Absolutely, absolutely. Wiz and Currency ushered in a generation of of artists that didn't care what people had to say. Mm. They they said what they wanted to, how they wanted to, when they wanted to. Like, yeah. and no nobody could tell them anything different. Okay. Right. This came up because uh the. The tenth anniversary of So Far Gone mm-hmm. just passed, right? And so So Far Gone is heralded as like the greatest mixtape of all time, right? What other like mixtapes would fall in that? What other mixtapes would 
could could battle him for that. Yeah. I have a few that I can think of. OJ and Kush is one of them. Mm. From Wiz. From Wiz. OJ and Kush is one of them. Um, J. Cole's The Warm Up hmm. is one of them. I can get you with J. Cole, but Wiz is that, that one particular one we're talking about. Oh, you're talking about the smoking weed on there. I, I think that I think that it feels like that because you're not digging enough. Okay. That's a reach, but I give it to you. It's it's not a reach. It is. You're talking to an ex weed head. That's all you're talking about. <laughs> I, I think I think you're not. I, I, I felt I like think, that was I the new you, age Devin the Dude type. I think you being I think you being an ex weed head. I think you being an ex weed head is keeping you from being able to dig, because on the surface you're absolutely right. Okay. On I'm gonna go surface, back. I'm going right. back and listen to the project now. Yo, what sucks about this is that a lot of the music is from the era of my no sec uh, no secular music, so I can't even yeah. enter into the oh. conversation. But yeah. and so and so let Sorry. me be let me be fair. I, I've said this before. Swoop, the zoo, right? That that album to me is one of my like top ten of all time. Yeah, it's fire. That album changed my perspective on music. I still argue with you that cinema was better. I know you don't agree with me. Cinema, wow. I don't I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't I, I Cinema was a better uh, cinema was his best body of work, right? So cinema as like a storytelling thesis mm-hmm. was his greatest. Like what the zoo did for me was show me that like there are people dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with and they're the same age as me and they like Jesus too and they trying to figure it out still. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Chris, let's let's let me let me hop back into another question. Just asking you, uh, how do you feel about the state of Christian hip hop now? Where it's at now, um, as, as we talk about just mainstream hip hop and how mainstream hip hop has been influenced. Do you think some of that has come from Christian hip hop? We see Snoop Dogg, you know, has put out a gospel album. Yeah. We see Chance the Rapper has came forth and spoke more boldly about his faith. Do you think some of that has to do with Christian hip hop? That's a really good question. Um, wait, wait, you just, or is it like, or would it have happened regardless uh, if Christian hip hop wasn't a movement at all? Would Chance still be rocking? Or is that the question? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I think that there. I mean, you know, I think that there may have been. I think that there was an influence. You know, uh, um, I think that you know this. Kirk generation, you know, uh, starting back from Kirk as say like the nucleus of like young people using their culture and their influence to worship God and tell others, you know, the gospel. Uh, uh, I think that, you know, a lot of that has echoes in what we see now. And I might even argue that that might have been more of an influence than uh, uh, than CHH. Okay. Uh, because when you listen to Kirk, you hear, um, are you ready for your blessing? And you hear like, you know, all of these joints from, you know, um, you know, Fred Hammond, uh, uh, Byron Cage, golden era hip hop and stuff. Um, um, with Snoop's album, I'm not sure. I'd say that the same argument holds with Snoop's album too, because you have Molly Music, you have Tone A, you have right. um, what the Clark Sisters was it? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 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 on the joint. But you don't have Christian rappers featuring. You know, mm-hmm. when Chance did, um, uh, you know, um, some of his. What song was it? He did the a song. The Grammy performance. How great is our God? You talking about that? Yeah, um, no, not even that one. He did a. Um, uh, I forget what song it was, but Kirk. 
Yeah, yeah, the one featuring Kirk, yeah. and then Kirk came out and uh, and did that too. So I think that a lot of like you know the kind of Christian influence that flows into what we call mainstream secular uh, um, music comes from that era when these dudes were kids growing up in churches before they shook, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's those tunes and melodies that like can't get out of their head. I remember Snoop um, before he came out with the gospel album, people were going crazy because he had like a IG of him listening to. I think I think it was either old Kirk or Fred Hammond while he was smoking, smoking on weed. Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I don't think that it's them listening to like, you know, old school Lecrae riding with my trunk down, listening to that Jesus music that makes them then want to be like, yo, I could do it too. You know, I think it's the other way around. So how do you feel about the, the, the current state of Christian hip hop? Do you think it's in a good place? <laughs> mm. I tried to talk around the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This the fix. This the fix. Give the people man. what they want. Yeah. Um Speak well, your truth, brother. You gotta, you gotta eat this question. Yeah, yes, yeah. Speak your truth. Just gotta take this question out. So, um, man, that's um all right, my truth on it is like I have not been a full like fan that could like fully like you know pour myself in for quite some time okay. um um and a lot of my reasons are not the main reasons that you hear you, you you'll hear the thing about innovation you'll hear the thing about they sound all the same and stuff and while like you know i can get those arguments my reasons are um it, it's a lot of that but it also is the fact that like you know i've been um I've been able to like, you know, kind of like walk shoulder to shoulder to some of the journeys of uh, a lot of the uh, people who I, you know, was a fan of. And I've seen like I've just I've I've been tainted by the industry, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So my reasons are like, you know, are like purely industry reasons. When I left CalArts and like got into like the Christian sphere, like, you know, um, whole, um, like, you know, 100%, I was like, yo, it's going to be different, man. Like, you know, I would go to like these parties uh, um, uh, when I was like trying to break into Hollywood and I would see people just mooching off of like the most important por- person in the room. And, uh, you know, I would see like, you know, the kind of fake like, yo, let's link, brother. I want to build with you and stuff it's like mm. no you just want what i got and vice versa you know um and i thought that it would be different when i got into the christian sphere but i find that it's the same exact thing people are positional they want you know uh the person who's most popping and um uh and like you know the whole genuine thing that i thought that i was gonna find i didn't find and i realized that that was human nature but you know um it then turned me against like a lot of the um you know a lot of the kind of products of it and then once we got into the whole christian artist versus artist is christian debate i just checked out because that makes me so tired i'm doing a um uh, i'm doing a workshop at the legacy <laughs> conference called the curse on the christian creative um, um and it speaks about a lot of the stuff that we were talking about like the lack of the perceived lack of innovation how everybody sounds like the uh, um the whole industry how you know people could be clicked up and it's hard to break in how people don't want to collect like all of these different things um uh and unfortunately like the only byproduct that happened from all of my experience was me not really liking the music no more. <laughs> so that's yeah. that. That's fair. That's fair. And now what I listen to is like old school Fred Hammond and Kirk. So mm-hmm. and like weird stuff like King's Kaleidoscope and like you know I like King's Kaleidoscope. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, they super dope. But yeah, so that's it. You tuned into the fix. Keep it locked. We're gonna get back into some music, and we got Chris Webb still here. Uh, right now, let's play uh, Joey Vantes, uh with uh, Brixton. You tuned into the fix. The fix is in. Yeah. 
you in a deeper place but don't know what it is But know it's better than any place that you've been before This the life that give kids a reason to want to live So they ain't gotta steal no candy from the liquor store I'm trying to use this platform for my testimony Watch how I beat the odds, you ain't got a metronomy How many rappers does it take for him to get the glory? How many Davids were anointed before he was born? All that talent you wasted, don't blame it on the system You talk to God but you walking like he don't never listen I got the power in Jesus that gave me confidence to stomp around my enemy like Ali versus Sonny Liston. Yeah, I can't forget to mention A shout out to all of the people that gave me intervention Shout out to Jesus and Daddy and Mommy and Kevin and Corey and Caleb and Mickey and Jackie, my closest siblings Others too, man, I still loved you even when you did it And all my friends that helped me see that I'm a little different From who I was, at least I'm peeping when I'm in the spirit I got the gift of tongues, no wonder this is how I'm spitting People claiming I'm changing, I'm glad they see a difference I'm a pastor now, I'm focused on a different mission I'm trying to see the hungry eating like they own the kitchen I'm trying to see the poor living Pockets full of riches To walk on water My focus gotta be 2020 Can't let the windy storm Distract me from the path I'm in He told me ball So I'm working like It's a freaking movie And watching things That I prayed for Really happening Dropped a lot of weight The relationship wasn't good for us Focused on rebuilding And fixing it But it didn't work Learned that I was stubborn And selfish Like when I put them In the record And said hey good I didn't care If they said it hurt All the views I'm amused I'm the people's puppet People all around the globe Telling me they love it What's that mean If the cost is the people It I gotta do it for his glory, not for the attention I just feel like this is the one Tell me if this is the one She telling me this is the one You agree that this is the one I just feel like this is the one You tell me if this is the one She telling me this is the one You agree that this is the one Man, I'm ready cause we're closer now than other years I'm on the rise and I'm shining cause I love it here for a while I was stuck when I was pretty clear That my heart on these records is what they wanna hear 2019 is the year it all happens I'm not rapping, I'm giving people my life in action I'm giving Jesus the glory so he don't ever ask me Long as he happy, I'm happy Don't get it twisted, sucker <laughs> Yeah, it's all God It's all glory up, you know Goodbye to my darling. 
tortured mind All to my tortured mind oh, God, take this painted paper I won't miss it anytime Oh, goodbye, tortured mind needed a thing then to be set apart seated with kings patience it strengthens eagles and wings you're alpha and omega but i need you in between i need god to need god this whole walk been spent trying to defeat odds i need my feet washed weight heavy i've been carrying the gospel dry bones i've been burying these fossils and you're crazy you married to a monster i lean on it but it's scary how your mind feel. i got a lot of questions to be quenched in places i struggle to believe where you exist but more than a sense, I'm convinced. Show me where to lay cement and where to place a tent. I don't want to run, tell the world you're the one. Then go home the same way I was. I don't want you for the perks. Before we do the work, I got to know that this works. I need floods and wind for every was and wind. To know your love's intense for more than girls and cribs. I mean, spent a lot of time running from this place. Now I got to trust you under this weight. I know you're the beginning and the ending. Let me know you're the same while I'm in it. For real. Yeah. Even with the weight on it, I'ma wait on it Even with the weight on it, I'ma wait on it Yeah, even with the weight on it, I'ma wait on it Even with the weight on it, I'ma wait on it Yeah Even with the weight on it, I'ma wait on it Even with the weight on it, I'ma wait on it 
Yeah. Even with the weight on it, I'm a weight Yeah. Even with the weight on it, I'm a weight See, it ain't hard to raise the bar for dumbbells. Get inside with prison lines with dumb cells. But then God be trying to deal with our dumb selves. Every time we make up our mind to get it right, then a fine line of what it is to what I want appears. We seeing a lot of rain with these tears. And we be in a scattered brain with these fears. And we've been doing this for years because of the weight. We don't want to wait on them. But in turn, we put the weight on them. When we got the power to see the trial and not the now, the style of skate on them. I thank God I can wait on them. I don't even say grace, but I'm searching for it. I be trying to save face while I'm searching for him. Say I got a glass heart, but showing them with the mask is the masters. Rebellious robe, but never's where the map is. Yeah, traveling on my King James. <laughs> and I'm battling with these chains. You thought I was bound up with these frames. But hindsight is here when I see change. I don't want to remain running in place. Absent saying I trust you with the weight. I know you the beginning and the end. Taking time just to see you win it. Yeah. Uh, even with the weight on it, I'm weight on it. Even with the weight on it, I'm weight on it. Yeah. Uh, even with the weight on it, I'm weight on it. Even with the weight on it, I'm weight on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even with the weight on it, I'm weight on it. Even with the weight on it, I'm weight on it. So many people have a perception that just because I'm saved, I ain't supposed to be blessed. But I'm here to the throne. I'm a high priest in the royal priesthood. What you think is I'm saved? I ain't supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saved. What you think is I'm saved? I ain't supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saved. What you think is I'm saved? I ain't supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saved. What you think is I'm saved? I ain't supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saved. I was dead to the sin, now I'm back from the grave Jays on my feet, I don't know the last that What's the thing, cause I'm saved, I ain't fresh like that I'm blessed by the man, I don't worship no racks My spirit on clean, holy ghost on my back I make it look cool when I hop on these tracks God over everything, I hope you know that I ain't getting to the world, cause the devil no slack A few years ago, I was out there with a
checking on my record like I don't know who the feeling is. I'm sorry that your feelings hurt, but I'ma get these dividends. I'm higher than a bottle rocket. Come correct, I come again. Why you trying to judge? I'ma pray for you and get it in. I'm faded off the love, it's the position that I'm living in. Won't you just accept it? I'ma be here to the finishing. Blessing all my nemesis. My God is so omnipotent. I lick the ink up on the beat and I just stay legitimate. They think that I'm an alien. What you think is I'm saying? Money supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saying. What you think is I'm saying? Money supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saying. What you think is I'm saying? Money supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saying. What you think is I'm saying? Money supposed to be paid. Riding through the city, feeling good and I'm saying. Yo, what up? It's the Mike Aficionado Stefanato, and you are now in tuned into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop. Yeah. Yes, sir. You took back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off a music set. We back. So, Chris, man, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your... Uh, your music, uh, some of the projects that you put out. Um, talk a little bit about uh, you know what you're looking to do in the future, what you've already done. Yeah. Um, say what your music wise. Yeah. So um, a lot of my music projects come and like they coincide like another drop or another release that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of my art comes in waves. So if I'm making a poem, then there's also like you know some film aspect. A lot of my um, most recent poems have like married like film and poetry together. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, and like uh, my films are the same way. So my first like little drop that I did uh, came to coincide a film that I was doing for the city called If These Walls Could Talk. And it was basically like a documentary uh, that showed like the history of like um, Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. but through the uh, through the lens of like these houses. So like as if these houses woke up and were here for a hundred years, abandoned, but had a hundred years of history of things that they've seen, and they were telling the story. So we had animated houses talking, Sorry. and that first drop. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, and that first drop was um, um, basically like the soundtrack to that. It was like all of the things that I was feel that I was feeling and kind of getting as I was making. If these walls could talk so uh yeah 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 and my next like film that i'm doing now has like a music component too i got a couple new uh things that i have to send over your way when they come out and um yeah yeah yeah. so usually it comes like as like a coupling to something else why did you what what was what was your thought process about uh using houses to represent in the 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 one movie uh that you put out docu-series yeah um so um there was a street that um i used to walk down i called it the i am legend street if y'all remember that movie with uh will smith everything was abandoned except for him and his dog (laughs) like uh 
uh, I called it that because every house on that street was abandoned. Um, uh, and then when I went out to college, people would always diss Cleveland. And I'm like, yo, why? So I started researching the city and I realized that like so many great people, things, inventions came from the city in a lot of ways in places that like I considered hood, like, um, uh, like the I Am Legend Street. So I was like, yo, what if this like current identity of like poverty, gangs, guns, drugs, violence could meet that like historical identity of like greatness this legacy of like ingenuity uh for everybody to see so i just wanted to like take the i am legend street take like some of the houses on the i am legend street and wake them up and have them talk like they're completely useless now but if they're useful for anything, they're useful for history. So um, um, I had like some animators from my college, um, like literally animate East Cleveland houses for the film. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and yeah, yeah, that's what we did. Any artists you looking to work with? Hmm, like Point, yeah, just film? Uh, 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 anything, film-wise, uh, artistry-wise, if you put another album, EP out, oh, is there a specific man. artist you would like to reach out to? And Shout out to Rob Noor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob yeah. is dope. Yeah, my little bro Rob. Yeah, 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 yeah Rob yeah, is dope. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say dudes like Rob. <laughs> be honest mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not really. Hmm. I'm really disconnected. If anything, there would be like you know different directors and film okay. people that I would want to work okay. with. Um, um, Even in the mainstream, is, is there a mainstream particular artist, rapper, or singer that you would reach out to to maybe collab with? That's so interesting. Yeah. Man, I wow! I really don't like collaboration. It seems you don't. <laughs> no, no, uh -huh. I'm just finding this out because I oh, haven't. Okay. Yeah, now. yeah, because I never even think like, yo, I would love to work with that person. Mm -hmm. Like, what's mm -hmm. weird about me is that like I see talent like in the city. Like, I'm um uh, for 15 days, I'm helping um um uh, young people at my old high school like generate stuff, and like I see them work, and I'm like, yo, I would love to collaborate and work with that person. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so I can't even think of anybody. If anybody like you know. The people who made Stranger Things or something weird like that, you know, <laughs> like that's 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 more the lane that I'm looking uh, uh, that I'm looking towards. So we never see. A, I'm, I'm, it's interesting because I was thinking uh, Jackie Hill Perry. You oh know, yeah. You don't, you don't ever think you'll get on the track with her? Uh, probably not for two reasons. One, because I think she's done rapping. Is she done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't know um, that. Okay. Uh, um, or like, um, yeah, she's uh, she's moving more towards like you know. Um, um, uh, being an author and like really like yeah. planting that mm -hmm. seed uh, uh and two because like you know the opportunities to work through pia are there and like if we come together on anything nine times out of ten it'll be like a five person or a six person poem mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. talk it. a little bit about the pa pia tour yeah. um going to uh how long does that go is that y'all going like certain parts of the year or how, how do y'all do that tour now yeah 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 so um po uh, pia stands for poets in autumn it started off just being a tour in in autumn from what like um beginning of uh september to like uh october now we start mid-august and we don't end until about november mm. uh we just ramped it up to about like 40 different cities this uh uh this uh, this season and uh, yeah 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 it's a beautiful beautiful opportunity like every year like something crazy happens and we're excited because this is like the first year that like the whole team is coming like back uh, uh, back together um, um, prior to that like you know uh, Jackie had to take a year off uh, uh, her baby then Jeanette then 
Jackie again. Uh, I forgot how it happened, but now uh, we got everybody coming together, and this year is gonna be crazy. Just the plans and the ideas. We went down to Atlanta a couple uh, weeks ago to like plan, and it is seeming pretty wild. So uh, yeah, we're excited for it. Now you do. Um, if I'm not mistaken, don't you have a, like a little clothing line you do too as well? Are you pushing like a little clothing line? You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, every uh, every poet from uh, PIA um, uh, like has clothes that they like uh, make available for purchase uh, after the show. And uh, my clothing line is actually uh, pretty interesting and unique to me in the sense that every single item that I've sold in every PIA, my wife has made. So uh, mm. it's actually her clothing line. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's called Yachtsums. It stands for You Are the Source of my strength and uh yeah we come out with a whole different like a whole lot of stuff we're working on our new line it's gonna drop probably in the spring uh soon so uh yeah you can check it out at yatsums.com that's y-a-t-s-o-m-s.com yeah i saw a hoodie and i was like wow you brought that old school uh i thought a living color uh living single living single yeah living single i'm like wow he brought that old school flavor back man Uh from the 90s definitely definitely had to kick it old school so what you uh what's 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 next up? What's next up? Next up, um, I just finished my uh most recent film. Uh, um, so there was a competition that a uh, camera uh place in Cleveland had where they brought uh where they like accepted all these applications for short films and they uh picked the top six and then they had those top six filmmakers like go head to head for like weeks on end and then at the end they pitched their projects and the winner got their um got their film like made Mm. uh so they got like you know the cameras the lights the sound equipment everything to like do the film on like a very very professional uh level and i was able to like uh go through that process and get the gold so uh i just uh finished my film justice for jamilio which um takes place in the city uh uh, was done like to a incredible scale because i had to pay for nothing so like if i had to pay for it it would have been like 60 or seventy thousand dollars Yeah. And they pay for all that. And they, yeah, yeah. And they just came out and made it happen. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking to, like, you know, like, put that out into, I don't know, put that out into the culture and see what happens. So, Ooh. A before C, uh, while we were off air, you had a, a theory you had on the Garden of Eden. You want to share uh, that theory that you the had? The Garden of Eden theory? Or yeah. The Bible. Oh, the Bible. the Bible. Which one? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Do the Bible. Do the so Bible. The Bible theory. Yes. Do okay. the Bible theory. So, the first thing that to think about with my Bible theory is an understanding of what divine inspiration is, right? So in a very general sense, divine inspiration means that an individual was inspired by the divine to write something, right? Very general way of putting it, right? Now that inspiration can come from firsthand experience. That inspiration can come from like being a prophet. That inspiration can come from a dream, kinds of stuff, right? But like that is the idea of what divine inspiration is, right? Divine inspiration happened because of relationship, right? And so in order for you to be inspired by the divine, there had to be a relationship that happens, right? Um, so parts of the theory. The first part is that we as uh, the, the, the church has removed the idea of divine inspiration as a necessary component to faith. Okay, um, that exists because the Bible, as we understand it, is the only book that we reference. Right. It's the only set of uh, written texts that we accept uh, as divine inspiration to that level. So let's say my man Chris had a dream and he wrote down what was in the dream. 
right? Like we don't accept that as Bible. We don't accept that as divine inspiration. We accept it as some stuff that Chris wrote, right? And that's problematic because it, it now creates the narrative that God is no longer able to move in that way, right? It's problematic for me. That's the first thing. Um, the second, uh, before you go to the second thing, I, I want to hear Chris's thoughts on that. What's, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? Uh, more than thoughts, just a couple questions. So, um, um, I, I I don't want to assume. Uh, so I, uh, I I well I assume that if I had this divine inspiration and I wrote something, um, like it wouldn't be contradictory to the word. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Cool. 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 Yeah. I I I, I think that we. I'll save that because the next that speaks to the next part. To the next piece. Okay. Of okay. The cool, cool. 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 Let me hear the next piece and then I'll. So, so the next part is that uh, the church has effectively become Pharisee, okay? right? And so historically, the Pharisees were the body who were experts, essentially, in Scripture, right? And believed that they could make the decisions on what was right and wrong, what should be and shouldn't be, and all of those things based on their knowledge of the Scripture. Well, if we have effectively removed the idea of divine inspiration, right, and, and transitioned from uh, focusing solely um, or primarily on relationship, right? So conversation, walking with, praying, to a devotion to researching and understanding just the text, right? Our expertise in the text that we use as the, the, the measuring stick of what is right and wrong, right, is not a full visual of the of of God the the existence right and so we have effectively become Pharisees we have now determined that this is the only thing that God is this is the only thing that God can be these are the only ways that God can move and if you don't do it this way then you're not of God right if you present a different perspective then God doesn't isn't speaking through you and that's Pharisee right that's how they got in trouble was believing that they knew everything about God because of their understanding of the text. Hmm. That's interesting. So I think my thoughts are, uh, that's an interesting theory. I mean, I do agree that the, um, that the love and respect for the text, it has to be married oh. with. And a bigger, a bigger part, a big, the bigger part of the theory is that I believe that the Bible itself, as it exists, is an overplayed part of a Christian's walk. Okay, so um, um, I do think that you know the love and I just want to I just want to point out that everybody face <laughs> just stopped and looked at each other like what? Yo, but here we are. What, what are you doing here? Who is so, this? Dude? <laughs> so, so uh, um, yeah, um, um, love, understanding, study, and biblical text has to be married with uh, walking, talking, living, breathing together. I do like agree with that. Uh, I think where I differ is uh, where I mean, and in some cases, yes, the church has become pharisee um um uh, yeah like this isn't, this isn't yeah. like a a jab at any like individual person or anything like that when i speak about the church i'm speaking like church as a whole not like your individual church that oh, you yeah, pull up to yeah, yeah 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 that's for the radio listeners who yeah we all know that yeah. yeah um so um um i think where i differ is uh the the pharisees of that day yes they were puffed up yes they do reflect some of you know our like we got the knowledge and we're just gonna like slang it you know um uh where i differ is that the only 
the only being who could um, add to and change those perspectives and then it became law the only one was Jesus and everybody who um, um, everybody else who added to what we now know as the Bible were uh, directly like inspired, uh, uh, albeit Paul with his vision, uh, uh, were directly inspired in that era and like brushing shoulders with those original cats who mm -hmm. were walking with Christ. Um, um, from that point, I think that the only authority that uh, would allow, you know, um, that would allow something to then become like canonized mm -hmm. uh, uh, would be, you know, would be Christ and those who he has like directly like, you know, uh, engaged now the question then becomes like yo why can't god directly engage me right now you know and that's i mean you know that definitely is an interesting question my uh my question that i would have for you i mean you know the deuteronomy chapter uh you won't add or take away from mm -hmm. these words and whatnot like what's your uh, um what's your like you know kind of thought about so I think much of the Bible, uh, as we understand it, is is that is is based in the an an idea and a belief that we are walking one with God. So when we read Scripture and we 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 proclaim it right and we we speak these words, we have to make sure that we're speaking it from the perspective of like you're walking in line with God, doing His will in His way, right? So like the idea of something being added and removed, right, that would take away from or or change the text like that doesn't mean that he can't say more right it just means that like there won't be something like that's thrown like so what you said there won't be something that's like completely opposite mm. right and so the suggestion that that scripture means that god wouldn't speak or hasn't speak spoken um to me doesn't say that yeah yeah. Well, I mean, I think that uh, I mean, I do agree that God still speaks. I do agree that like words and texts and things are like, you know, inspired by God. But to the degree where it could then be taken with the same like seriousness and veracity as the Bible, uh, that's where that's but what we what, what about the Bible? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, to And I guess this question I pose to everyone, what about the Bible uh, to you? makes it that uh that valuable of a text besides the fact that it was old <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and, and in a real way um the the idea the idea that god can speak to you mm -hmm. should be more important than the words that were written by someone so so I hear what you're saying, but I do think that there needs to be some, and, and I do agree with you when you say that we can be inspired through God. God can speak through us. I think that's why you have pastors. I think that some of the stuff that pastors say from the pulpit is inspired from God, and they use it or they present it in the way that can relate to the masses mm -hmm. um, because we live in new times. But I do think there needs to be a form or a standard that we use as the main source. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. I hear what you're saying. I, I think I know so you. You realize you realize that that concept was exactly uh, some of the things that that got Bible people in trouble because like, they example, because they example, misused it. You're for, absolutely no, right. No, for example, like Bible people always wanted a king. We were never True. meant to have a king. Oh, people in the Bible days, True. right? Bible True. people, like okay. that type of mentality that I have to have something or someone to instruct or direct me. Like it's problematic 
because it then suggests that you have to go to someone or something else instead of to God. I think that that you still need to learn somehow some way though. But the, I, but the suggestion the suggestion is that you like God can't teach you, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and this this isn't saying that he the can Bible teach us, but I think that Bible scholars that. are necessary to take your relationship to a different level. I do believe you need your own personal relationship. Absolutely, you should be studying, you should be reading, you should be praying on your own. But I don't. I, I think that we where we differ at is saying that I can't. Um, be taught by a high priest, a, a pastor, whatever you want to call them. I think that role is necessary too to continue your growth. I think they all work together. Yeah, I, I, and I, and I'm not suggesting yeah that like if it's if it's if it works for you, do your thing. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that uh, there is there is a level of danger that comes when the only thing that you acknowledge as from God. As being these words written by man, do you because, think? Well, because don't, even don't, the idea, even the idea of divine inspiration, does not eliminate uh, people's embellishments. It does not eliminate people's uh, feelings and emotions. Right? Emotions are things that were given to us by God for a reason. Right? And so, like to suggest that uh, the Bible itself is infallible to me is 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 a caution worthy thing. But but then you would probably be just going off of your own thoughts though too though. Right? I don't but but that's where like the idea that you're going off of your own thoughts suggests that you're you're incapable of walking with God. Not incapable, you, but I, I'm like thinking walking like with, we're all from, from to your point, we're all flawed. So mm-hmm. we all can be out of relationship with God. Absolutely. So sometimes is that you talking or is that really God talking? It could be and then could where's be. the accountability on the standard? Yeah. It could be, but so, that's but and so that what you're saying is exactly why it's it's puzzling to me the amount of uh, power that we give the text. Mm-hmm. Because for that exact reason, like, people are flawed. So you're saying 2000, 2,000 years ago they could have been... Yeah, I'm saying yeah. 2,000 years ago, yeah. the inspiration that they got could have been influenced by the baby crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I'm so, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, funny, yeah. it's funny, but, like, no, it's they live like, no, real I, lives, you know I, what I'm saying? Like... It could have been, let me hurry up and get this down because I got to take the sheep out. Mm -hmm. Like, there were real things that were happening. Well, the beautiful thing that, like, uh, uh, the beautiful thing that encourages me about the text um, and, like, the reason why I take it as, like, you know, the roadmap for the Christian. Um, um, of course, it's the gap between the uh, Old Testament and the mm-hmm. New Testament mm-hmm. and the fulfilled prophecies of Jesus. Like, if that was indigestion on some dude, then that was some crazy Big Bang-level coincidence, you know? So that lends me to believe that this is not just some ordinary text. And I've never seen that pattern repeat itself in any other way you know uh you think about things like the dead sea scrolls you Mm -hmm. know just found um um when were they just found what uh 1860s 1960s i forget uh uh, but you know people talk about like yo man um and and this isn't what you were saying but they talk about the changes in the bible Mm -hmm. you know how like you know um it all depends on what you're looking at um uh, or which version like it could have been a game of telephone and Mm -hmm. now what we got is ain't what they said you know to 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 see things like backed up with a uh, uh with a um like a coherency that uh was what like in the like 90 something percentile like that like that mm-hmm. gives me like a a crazy level of encouragement and then to the uh, to the deal that like you know um um you know the bible might not be the most popinous text because god could speak and say something a complete dif- uh, a complete revelation too like i think like 
I agree with you on that, and the uh, uh, and something else that agrees with you on that is the Bible. There's so many times where it says, "Speak, O Lord," you know. Um, so, um, uh, so like. What you're saying isn't it isn't revolutionary in the sense that like, you know, um, um, either God speaks through the text or God speaks like, you know, to me here, you know, God mm -hmm. speaks through both. Mm -hmm. And the way that we know that it's God or indigestion or the baby crying is it being backed up by the text. You got indigestion right now, bro. No, <laughs> I always say that. That's just wild specific. Yo, when I'm <laughs> when I'm talking when I'm talking to non-believers, <laughs> not saying that you are, when I'm talking, uh, and, and they talk about the Bible, I'm like, oh, or indigestion. Like I always say that no, it's, it's, so, it works. Yeah. It works. And like I said, like this isn't a suggestion that the Bible is a is is not a useful tool. Yep. But I think that anytime that you put uh, the amount of weight that we do on on the on any text or words that were not um, written, like if God wrote it Himself, like I could see that. But, like, we are flawed. Yeah. And, like, a lot of this, um, so I work in an Episcopal church, right? I grew up um, in Catholic school. So I've seen how the text manifests in different spaces, mm. right? And so their reverence to the text takes away from the attention and uh, encouragement to pray, right? It takes away from the encouragement to meditate, which is, like, a forgotten art in the Christian world. We don't meditate on things mm. right we read it we pray and we go we out right meditation requires a level of silence and stillness that we don't operate in right and so when people say to me we say this all the time if somebody says that god told them i don't argue with them on whether it's true but i can say that god ain't revealed that to me mm. right mm. because there there has to be different levels of 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 uh of interaction before you can say that something is right. Right. And so if we're not, if we're not meditating at all and we're not praying the way that we should, then how can we trust that what we're getting out of the Bible is right? No, that's good. That's good. That is good. Yeah, and like the, the Bible tells us to pray and meditate. So like like it, it, your point is being made by the text. And that's what I'm saying. I, whenever I whenever I I have a theory, right? Yeah. Like I try to base my theory on text, mm -hmm. right? On Bible because that's what people use. Yeah. And so like by all means, if I'm wrong, tell me that. I have no problem admitting that I'm wrong. Um, I have no problem changing my 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 thought, mm -hmm. right? But like in in my studies, in my meditation, in my prayer, right? There is a uh, a discomfort that I am consistently having in the relationship that people have with the Bible. Yeah, yeah. right. And I'm, your relationship yeah, that's a good point. with like, the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, is not your relationship with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're raising. I mean, you're raising some amazing points. Like, I think that we do need one. I do think that we need to ask these questions. You know, these are the questions that every believer has to ask himself, uh, or they'll just have blind like faith and not even know why. You know, uh, and that's just about as dangerous as anything else. Mm -hmm. um, um, I do think that like. I lost my point, <laughs> but I, like, uh, 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 um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I do think you said um, the discomfort that you know you have with people's like reliance on the Bible, um, um, and that's cool to have discomfort, you know, with people's like, you know, like how how they view it and whatnot. But like, 
I have discomfort about like different things that other people have, but like as long as that doesn't change like, you know, kind of my relationship to the text, as long as I know that like, yeah, like I vibe with the Bible. I believe that it is inherent, but I also am open to like, you know, hearing from God, meditating, praying, as the Bible says, in the in the in the guidelines that the Bible lays out. So that's here, where we differ, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say like that like that statement is is problematic to me. Because you're open to, like, it's almost like, uh, like second tier. Like, oh, I'm open to God saying something. Yeah. Like, no, you should be looking for God to say something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is. I what think that's should, tomato, that tomato. No, I think that's verbiage. Hold up. Uh, I think that's verbiage because, like, um, um, it's me it, being open you're, to, you're, like, you're right. It's verbiage. Yeah. And for you, like, it's it's verbiage, right? But when we're talking about church, big C. Right. Yeah. Like, but but that's other people though. That's me. Like like yo, that's other people. We have to have a cut off festival. We about to cut each other off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said a cut off festival. Three minutes. Ah, shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, um, um, yeah, I am open and I am seeking. Like, you know, like yeah, me being open doesn't mean that I'm not right, actively right, right, right. seeking for God to like that's yeah, verbiage. Um, but like, bro, like I'm uh, like I'm seeking it out and the way that I find out if it's God or the baby crying is if it's in the text like that's the thing and that's where we defer that's 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 true because I I, I do believe that there's value in in God in God um, telling you that something is right um, I think that in it within us we have an inherent um, ability to decipher right and wrong right it is it is how we have have guided our survival um, on the planet right we appreciate you coming out and rocking with us today, Chris, man. We, we, we show a lot of time. We wish we had more time, man, because yeah. we could go into a little bit more on that conversation. Can you tell the people how to connect with you, man, your social media plugs, your websites, to give all the people your information again? Yeah, for sure. Um, I am at uh, Chris Webb Speaks on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my website is chriswebworld.com, and you just type my name in, Chris Webb, on YouTube. A lot of stuff will pop up. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive, man. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. it take before the sky will crack how long it take for time to buy us back what's the price to find the chiropractor what's the price to find the right for that emptied out the side of back and called it freedom how long i gotta wait for them to call the demons inside the place that made a place to stay for legion 
How long I gotta groan for when they pledge allegiance? Time out. How long I gotta pray for patience? How long I gotta pay for education? How long I gotta debate with the racists? On both sides, we both cry for better days. Mega, you ever pray for God to come back before the bullet came? Did you wanna have to die for us to say your name? Sandra, you took the blame. We still hanging on to every word you said, God. We still strangers in this world you said was dead, God. How long I gotta be afraid? How long I gotta wrestle with my ways? How long I gotta wait for you to save? Some family doesn't even know your name. I'm handling the blasphemy with grace while standing on their grave. How long before this body's done away? How long before this body can't complain? How long before the body sees the face that kept them while they cried and had to say, Maranatha, Maranatha, uh. How long it take before the sky will crack? How long it take for time to buy us back? What's the price to find a chiropractor? What's the price to find your final lap and finish it? You paid blood and the witnesses clouded my space. How long till I'm out of way to lay aside? Find the race and run forward, run forward. Why you looking behind like your perfecter of faith? Ain't run forward. The sun's sure to come back. Just wait for him. The waves form and the pain's tall when the saints swore it gave him hope. The same story he wrote. He prays for you. He won't delay longer than hope. Sustains don't. I know it. It's hard to show it. How long I gotta bear it in faith? How long before you carry me weight? How long before they bury me weight? How long before you take me away? Way, 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 way. Yeah. It might be night, sun's coming back. It might be night, sun's coming back. Watch the time. Cell phone track, cell phone track, cell phone track. It might be night, but the sun's coming back. It might be night, but the sun's coming back. Watch the time. Cell phone track, cell phone track, cell phone track. Might be night, sun's coming back. Might be night, sun's coming back. Watch the time. It's the DJ you love to love, Ronnie and I, and I am so excited to interview my guest for today. Tell him your name. Hey, thank you for having me. It's DJ Ronnie Knight. Ronnie, you're a pretty busy guy. Thanks for doing my show. What is your latest project you're working on? Well, I'm excited as well because the Ronnie Knight Show is back. So please make sure you check me out on Spotify, iTunes, and your media streaming sites. That's incredible news, Ronnie. Thanks for sharing it here first. Well, I had to. People say we look so much alike. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.